Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Positively Wrestling Evolved. Hey everybody out there, Tim Kennard here. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling Evolved. Uh, Steven Davidson with me as always here on the show. We're two guys who know nothing about women, but know a little bit about pro wrestling. Talk about women's professional wrestling. How you doing this week, my friend? Hey, what? I'm glad I didn't try to buy a PS5 from Bray Wyatt. Yeah, for real got hacked I, I saw that tweet and i was like eh, maybe <laughs> i'm glad i didn't try that <laughs> beware any anything <laughs> when it's one of uh, you know somebody you follow or you're a fan of and they mysteriously have a second of something <laughs> right for the holidays <laughs> that's a scam <laughs> they've been hacked they've been hacked. oh goodness um yeah, I've had a pretty good week. So a good week for you, except for, you know, almost falling for a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, snapping my spine in two, it feels like. Wow. Uh, definitely hurt my back working out earlier this week. I'm getting over it. But man, it's been a rough few days. I um, had, to, had to give a full day of finals, barely able to get up out of my chair. Um, but yeah, doing all right. We had some great women's wrestling this week. We did. We really did. good stuff. Um. Yeah, a lot to talk about and kind of jump into here. Um, of course, before we get kicked off with the show proper, I guess we're just going to run and jump right into some math-based wrestling. We'll let you do that. Thank you so much. Oh, May is talking to us from the wrong number. Okay. Wrong. Button. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. It's true. Yes, I had a 50 Normal. 50 chance of hitting the wrong button and I did. <laughs> yep, that's how probability works, fella. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so math based wrestling here we go. Week seven of math based wrestling, we had 28 women's matches across one, two, three, four, eight brands at six AEW, five stardom, five WWE, four NWA, three NXT, two Ring of Honor, one Impact, and one NXT UK. For a total of 13,051 seconds, that's four hours, six minutes, and seven seconds. A big drop after last week's crazy total of 41.4%. Got a little bit of a break. Got to watch some other things this week. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we only had one stardom show that 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 was probably the the main culprit uh the match average seven minutes 46 seconds up 2.4 percent not much but up is up i tell you this so we were we were doing well until like dark and dark elevation hit we were above nine minutes at that point oh nice uh until those shows and then those shows dropped it down below eight minutes um but the longest match no surprise here if you watched wrestling at all this week the women's war games match clocking oh, yes. in at 31 minutes 22 seconds shortest match also no surprise from rampage jade cargill defeating Janai kai in a total 34 seconds oh <laughs> yeah oh. that wasn't dark or dark elevation that was one of the two main shows that's prime time baby <laughs> yeah 
yeah, I wasn't happy about that. We'll talk mm. about it. But yeah, um, so, but we had some good, we had a 31 minute match, we got a 13, a 12, a 14, um, another 13, another 12, a 16, another 16. I mean, we, we had some good women's wrestling this week. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Lots of good matches that we're going to be talking about this week uh, for sure, but uh, let's, let's kick off. Uh, I saw you tweet about this, uh, an article released uh, about the top five, um, I guess, talked about women in sports. I believe throughout it was. 2021 on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Most tweeted about fi- the five most tweeted about female athletes in 2021. Yeah. And of course, number one, no surprise was uh, Simona Biles. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, okay. two was Naomi Osaka. Yep, Naomi Osaka. Yep, three Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, and at number three, uh, yep. who I can't remember number four. Serena Williams at number four, and Bianca Belair number five. At number five. Yeah. So congratulations, ladies. Yeah, I mean that right there that tells you who the two biggest women in wrestling were this year, flat yeah. out um the more people talk about you the bigger you are that's the way it works and people were talking about sasha and bianca you know of course it stemmed largely from wrestlemania but they made plenty of noise since then too if it had stopped then they wouldn't have ranked so yeah good good job and uh it just means those two need to be kept in main event slots they don't need to be champion all the time but they need to be put in main programs and featured all the time yes Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, congratulations to, to all the ladies on that list. I mean, yes, they and, all deserve it. I, and, I, 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 go ahead. I'm about to say, and just all women in general, professional sports, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Um, we're both big tennis fans. Mm-hmm. I know you're a so, huge tennis fan. I love tennis as well. Um, so two of the, two of the five were tennis players too. So. Yeah. Amazing. And I'm a big gymnastics fan. So like (laughs) if I had put this list together, it probably would not have looked very different from this. (laughs) Yes. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, And I I, I do want to, it's not on the list here, but something I I did think about, I just wanted to talk about um, because it does affect the world of women's wrestling, even though the particular figures we're talking about here are not women. And that is the report of, it seems like McMahon has kind of named his successor. I missed this. Yes. Uh, apparently not Triple H. Oh, not lovely. Stephanie. Mm, boy. Nick Khan. Oh, God. Poised to take over the company when, which could be, and will probably won't be until McMahon passes away, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do it until he's physically incapable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's a sale or something like that. Mm-hmm. That happens, but Nick Khan poised to to lead the company once. Where he... where where was this? When did he say? Who did he say this to? I missed this completely. I can't remember where it was said to, but it was reported on by at least four or five different wrestling sites mm-hmm. that were carrying the story. Did he say it publicly, or was it like a backstage rumor that somebody overheard? Uh, I it wasn't a it wasn't McMahon giving an interview. I know that was or was, was not. Was not. It was, was not, not him giving an official interview. Okay. Uh, this was coming from uh, high-level people backstage. Okay. It's, I think it was phrased that in their talks with McMahon, it was said that Nick Khan would be poised to take over, not Hunter, not Stephanie. 
Well, I hope that's not true. Yeah, I hope not because I that will probably be the time when I stop watching WWE. I mean, you know, we'd have to see, but it it wouldn't bode well, I I, I don't think. And we'd have to see what the employees have to say, too, because if if enough of them stood up against it, then it probably just wouldn't work out, wouldn't happen. I don't think he'd stay there if everybody revolted or something. So Uh, I don't know. know. But interesting, interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Um, I I tell you, I I don't have a lot of faith based on how he's run the company business-wise. Oh, no. Mm -mm. um, On that side, because to me, I just don't think he understands the entertainment side of the business. No. But anyway... I just want to get your thoughts and reaction to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be looking forward to it if it happens. <laughs> no, for, would, for, for sure. Would not be looking forward to it. Uh, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple, triple H just pedigree, just pedigree. I and mean, then it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie gives him a low blow. Yep. Tri- Have a ladder match. There you go. Ladder match for uh control of the company they've done it before i mean come on we've we've seen it on we can put it on tv we were there be a star we were there we were there for the ladder match with the mcmahon's and stone cold for control of the company that's right so we've seen it happen in front of our eyes all eight of them all eight of them (laughs) yes we're nerds with glasses uh or we just can't see well that's (laughs) maybe cena was in the ring uh, uh, just <laughs> let's jump back into smackdown um great match sasha and Shayna. first great match of the week started uh, off yeah and how how could it not be with these two i mean come yeah. on um but yeah this was this was great this kicked off our week really of uh of women's wrestling uh very uh, well guess properly I mean, really, yes. really a good start. We had Impact the night before, but the, this there was nothing wrong with Impact the night before, but no, this was no. the first really great match of, of the week. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, Shayna protected through the outcome. Yeah. Sasha, I mean, they both look good. There's yep. no, Shayna, I don't think was hurt by a loss here. No, it's not like anyway. Sasha, you know, beat her down for 10 minutes and then made her tap. Yeah. Yeah, she um, beat her with a wrestling hold. With a, a yeah, yeah, she out wrestled her. That's it. So this was really, really great. Uh, where do we go from here? Do you think? Uh, I, I think it's just it was the next chapter of Sasha and Naomi versus Shayna and 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 um, Sonia. Uh, so I think this was just to give us something to keep that story going and to 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 further establish a link between Sasha and Naomi, because I think they're going to do something with that. And then, of course, we had a challenge related to that as well. Yeah, um, we get a backstage segment. Naomi kind of comes up to Sonya and reiterates, it's like, when do I get my chance at you, like, for real? No shenanigans, one-on-one, me and you in the ring. And Sonya goes through the whole, you know, well... I'm, I'm dressed as an official right now. I'm not dressed as a wrestler. So as an official, you will not put your hands on me. Uh, you will treat me with respect. I am your boss, blah, blah, blah. And then one hell of a slap <laughs> to Naomi from Sonia. And Sonia accepts. Now, did they, now, are we getting it this week? 
they're advertising it for tonight on SmackDown. Okay. Now, whether we actually get it or if there's some more shenanigans, who knows? But uh, this will be interesting. And I am, I am kind of, I don't know that we're actually going to see it because I would think you'd want to build Sonya's return to the ring a little bit more for a bigger stage. And not just her return to the ring, but this match too. Because yeah, it, I mean, it's been coming for so long. I'd hate to see them just blow it off on a SmackDown. Like, put it on day one. Yeah, why not? It's why earned not? a spot. They have earned that spot. This is uh, some really good long-term storytelling that they've done. Even I mean, it's only a couple, you know, what a month, two months, but that's long-term for WWE. Let's be very honest. It's been more um, than a month. It's definitely yeah. been more than a month. But it's one of the longest running storylines they've had for a while. Right. Especially in the women's division. And uh, yeah. No title. No title. No title involved. This is just a good story uh, with some great characters. And I, I'm excited to see where this goes. And like I say, it could tie in more with uh, Sasha and Shayna. Um, maybe both of them get involved somehow. I could see Shayna interfering, Sasha making the save. Who knows? Maybe setting up a tag match for day one. Could. Could be. We'll see. Although I would really like to see a resolution without a screwy finish between Naomi and Sonya. A one-on-one resolution. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. But uh, I I think that tag match is likely at some point, whether it's on day one or on a SmackDown or something. I think that'll happen. Yeah. But I will say I am invested. I I like the storyline. I really really like the storyline. Also this week, going to have a debut. We've seen some uh, vignettes promoting it. Zia Lee finally going to debut on the blue brand. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I, vignettes have been so super cool. Um, who is going to be her first victim? That's what I was sitting here just thinking. I don't know. I, I hope it's just someone in developmental, someone we don't know yet. Yeah. Just to give her some sort of squash match to to show off and to establish her character and kind of who she is for the audience that doesn't know her yet yeah because i i don't really want her to squash anybody else on the on the main part of the roster yet Mm -mm, mm -mm. um i'd I'd rather that get built built to uh maybe a couple weeks of enhancement talent right kind of matches but i am excited for xylee to finally make that uh that debut yeah um, we got some more continuation on between Charlotte and Tony. Uh, we talked last week about a little bit of the, the, the displeasure <laughs> of how that was presented. Um, and they took <laughs> and stretched it into two episodes. <laughs> pie, she gets pie faced on one. She comes back and gives pie face to Charlotte this week. It's not a food fight, but it's it's close. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. At least it still didn't degenerate, and it wasn't about being silly. It was about returning the favor, and that made it yeah. a little better for me. Um, and at least Tony did something. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with a heel standing there and taking it, but a face should not stand there and take it. And so at least she did something. And now let's get a, a little more serious with it. Let's have Tony win some matches. Yeah, establish some credibility on her way to a title shot. Yeah, let's make it believable that she might actually beat Charlotte mm-hmm. before they have their match, which would be nice. <laughs> it would. It would. It would. I still think it's going to be a, a great match as long as they get, you know, at least eight minutes or so. Yeah, it, it should be great. Agreed. Agreed. Very interested in that. Um, yeah, that was pretty much uh, SmackDown. Um, 
so let's move on uh, again, as we said, to, or I guess technically taking a step backwards right. into impact. Um, and Rachel Errol, Eller, Ellering, Ellering. <laughs> I was wondering Ellering. how that was going to go. Got it. Uh, wins her rematch with Savannah. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you get it? I, I, I did eventually before you interrupted. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, Rachel, of course, now jockeying for that Ultimate X spot. Of course, going to have the first women's Ultimate X match coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they were all backstage jockeying for it. We had uh, Rachel with Jordan Grace. Mm hmm. On one side, and uh, who's back there with him? Um, oh, oh, it was was it um, was it um, uh, Tennille? Yes, and and um, uh, uh, da, 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 da. at least oh goodness, Tennille and Madison. Angelina, Madison Rain, thank you. Angelina loves old partner. I was going to say Madison Rain. Yes. Yeah, I, I I think it was them or or yeah no it wasn't it was no 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 because this is what led to the rachel match with savannah it was savannah evans and and tasha steels tasha steels that's that's and yeah, they yeah. were all jockeying for an ultimate x spot with scott demore and that led to rachel versus savannah and so yes. um yeah so uh i think tonight they're naming tonight for us last yes. night if you're listening to us on friday they're naming the participants yes yes match. you are correct you are correct yeah um yeah so interesting to see who's going to be in that uh i am looking forward to this first ever ultimate x match for the women um because uh, i mean and that's one of the things we we talk about and that we're big proponents for is that the women can do just as well as the men in any of the matches that the men get to participate in and I think this will be another proving ground for that. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, the War Games match, even though it's not the first War Games match with women. But we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. But, you know, the women have done ladder matches now. Hell in the Cells. You name it, they've done it. This is one of the last gimmick matches that I can think about that we haven't had an all-women's participation in yet. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. And it will be, you know, technically making history. So, yeah, going to be awesome. I just want Jordan Grace in there. As long as Jordan's in there, I'm cool. Yeah. She deserves, I mean, you got to have her in there. She's fantastic. Um, yeah. And a former champion. And yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some ring of honor. Uh, Willow taking on Mandy Leone, a shot at champion Roxy on the line for final battle, which is coming up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this match was pretty good. I liked it. It was. Yeah, it was. It was and, good. And Willow getting the victory. I um, like it. I like yes. it. Roxy versus Willow. Uh, face versus face. It's going to be great. And uh, what a great uh, kind of match to go out on with Final Battle, I feel. Yeah. Although we still have the winner facing Holiday on Christmas Day yes. for their regular weekend show. Um, so I don't really know when the last Ring of Honor show is that we'll see. Yeah, this is the last, but the last taping, so to speak. It's the last event they're putting on, but they've already taped shows for after this. Yes, and I yeah, don't know how I, long those go. Yeah, because I remember we we talked about that last week, where some of the people were interviewed saying that it it just felt kind of empty doing those tapings. <laughs> yeah, um, because of also, the, the situation. Also, right, 
But also a little odd that you would tape a bunch of stuff to happen after the pay-per-view before the pay-per-view has happened. But what if something goes wrong at the pay-per-view and yeah. something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go and your tapings hinge on it going the way it's supposed to go? What happens? That's true. Um, what if what if Roxy gets injured and she's supposed to win and Willow has to take the match? What happens then? Yeah, of course. I wonder, is this... I mean, I'm assuming that if they weren't shutting down at the end of the year, maybe they wouldn't have done the tapings ahead of the show. Right. So it's one of those things, you know, I guess, you know, if something happens, yeah, that it's going to suck, but it'll probably, they'll probably just say, you know, yeah, it was supposed to go the other way, but obviously this was taped ahead of time. Nothing we can do about it now, you know, maybe, or maybe they just would air clips instead of yeah. the appropriate match or something. Yeah. Um, um but th- I'm really looking forward to that to that match, uh, Roxy and Willow. Um, Willow Nightingale is what she's called elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a, a trios match with the women. Yeah, and we had on, uh, of course, R- Ring of Honor uh, Women's Wrestling Wednesdays. Women's Division Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Women's Division Wednesday, excuse me. Uh, we had uh, Chelsea Green taking on Miranda Alizé in a great little one-on-one match. Uh, which I really enjoyed, of course. Yeah. A little bit of shenanigans at the end with, oh, uh, yeah. with the allure, of course. And, uh, of course, that's, again, setting up this trios match because it's going to be Miranda Alizé and the allure versus Chelsea Green and the Hex. Yes. So, and, and, and who won that match? Oh, Miranda Alizé. Miranda Alizé won the match. Miranda Alizé is just straight up one of my favorite wrestlers. She's won me over so quickly. I freaking love Miranda Alizé. I actually wore my Miranda Alizé shirt on Wednesday. Um and yeah, so I just love her and I can't wait to see more of her. I didn't realize how long she's been wrestling seven years. Yeah. Uh, and she's relatively young. Yeah. So to have seven years under the belt already, that's impressive. Yeah. It's very impressive. Um, but yeah, so really, really enjoyed that. Now jumping back a little bit back to uh, impact, I guess. Um, oh, Tenille, yeah. And of course, Madison rain uh, meeting the inspiration Right, right. Yeah, we, we, I mentioned Tennille, but I was thinking of this ah. um, when Tennille and Madison met the inspiration. Did you see this? I did not. I did not see this. <laughs> so Tennille's backstage. She just returned. She'd been mm-hmm. gone for you know, a month or so. And um, she, and she, she was being told by Madison that there were some new, some new girls in town. And um, she, Tennille was curious and she said, they're, uh, they're from Australia. And Tino <laughs> said, what? They're from Australia. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm the one from Australia. Who, who is this? And so they, Madison takes her and they stalk the arena until they find the inspiration. And then Tennille sees him and, and she looks and she says, it's you. And then they reunited and they celebrated and they hugged it out and they were so happy to be reunited um and so now they formed a team and they're going to be part of an eight woman tag (laughs) okay (laughs) it did not go the way that that they wanted us to think it went it was actually really funny (laughs) of course you've got to buy into the fact that tenille hasn't kept up with impact at all since she's been gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's been gone hasn't been near the internet tv nothing (laughs) yeah yeah but if if you're willing to buy into that, this was really funny. 
Yes, that does sound really funny. I like that. Uh, I'm assuming they'll be taking on Decay and... It's it's all of Decay, actually. It's an intergender match. Oh! Yeah. So Crazy Steve is in there and uh, the other one. What's the other Black one? Taurus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Decay's winning. <laughs> I, maybe. I, I... Unless the heels cheat to win, which could happen. I mean, it could happen, but man, Black Taurus is a beast. <laughs> yeah. And how he wrestles with that getup on the entire time, right? I'll never know. <laughs> right. But man, anyway, uh, cool. I've met that. That sounds awesome, though. I do want to see that. Um, yeah. So that's so, tonight for us. Uh, yes, tonight as but, well. Uh, last night for you all listening on Friday. So cool. Something to look forward to once we're done with the show. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, NWA had a pay per view this yeah. uh, past weekend, Hard Times 2. And, uh, Three women's matches on this card, one during the pre-show, which was the uh, the tag title match, which I didn't get to see. So I'll let you talk about that first. Uh, it was a fast pace, six and a half minutes with uh, the Hex successfully defending. Now, this was scheduled to be the Hex versus 2D Lynn and Kylie Ray versus uh, Natalia Markova and, and uh, Lady Frost. Yes. Uh, Lady Frost got sick and oh. she was afraid it was with COVID, but it's not. She got tested. It wasn't COVID, but she still just couldn't compete. She was yeah. that sick. So she was replaced by Missa Kate. Um, so we had Marty Bell and Allison Kay versus Tootie Lynn and Kylie Ray versus Missa Kate and Natalia Markova. And then Tiffany comes out. Or, well, used to be Tiffany. Taryn Terrell comes out. I still Ooh. think of her as Tiffany. With uh, Genocide and Paola Blaze. And Genocide, apparently, before I started keeping up with NWA, had basically some sort of Money in the Bank type thing that she'd won, oh. where she could cash in for a title shot and decided that she and Paola Blaze were going to use it here to get a tag title shot. Oh. So it became a four-way match. Wow. With these eight women. And uh, it was a very fast-paced match, but the Hex, Marty Bell, and Allison Kay did successfully defend and uh, defeated Pala Blaze uh, to get that fall, uh, which led to a match between Genocide and Pala Blaze on Ring of Honor, uh, not Ring of Honor, NWA this week on ah. their, regular, their regular show. And uh, Genocide got the win there. By the way, Genocide, for those of you who don't know, it, it's not spelled like the word genocide, like the eradication of a race of people. It's Jenna, like the name Jenna, J-E-N-N-A side. Yes. So it's a play on words. And she's made... She looks like a robot and has this cool face paint and stuff. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool gimmick. Uh, gimmick. Gimmick. <laughs> gimmick is what you get when you mix genocide and gimmick. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool uh, gimmick and uh, a, a cool name too. play on words. Um, but yeah, this was fast paced. Didn't last too long, but it was fun while it did. Excellent. Excellent. That's that's very cool. That uh, I didn't realize that about them having that money in the bank type thing either. That's cool. I, yeah, yeah, that was new to me. Um, then uh, next match uh, on the the card was of course Mickey James taking on Kiara Hogan for the Impact Women's the Knockouts Championship. Basically, uh, second time that that championship has been defended on NWA programming. The first being, of course, Empower when mm-hmm. uh, Gianna Prazzo defended against uh, Melina. Um, but, uh, this match was, uh, spectacular. It this was, was, this was a clinic. It was awesome. Uh, I love, and I, in the very beginning, I was, I mean, I was already invested cause it's Mickey James mm-hmm. and Kiara Hogan. And I love the dynamic of, you know, 
uh, you can kind of say teacher student, you know, it's that kind of protege type thing. And um, when they went into the, the, the first collar and elbow kind of lockup and then they got down to the ground, but didn't release it and rolled through it and kept holding on a couple of times. Like a gator roll type thing. Yeah. That was interesting. I liked that. Yeah. Um, all the way through to the finish with the uh, the cross body that they, you know, Mickey just kind of rolls through and ends up getting the pin, uh, which, I mean, we've seen in all kinds of other matches before, but I thought it was used well here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, it, if it never gets the pin, then it's a useless spot. Yeah. So it gets the pin here, which is, you know, and you kind of think, okay, that's playing on the veteran using the veteran wiles to say, Hey, I can do this and get a surprise pin and did, but the whole match was fantastic. Kira Kira Hogan looked fantastic. Yep. Mickey looked great. I kind of like the fact because it's a smaller crowd. So you can hear Mickey and Kira talking to each other and the little back and forth between them was excellent in the ring. Um, But yeah, I absolutely loved this, uh, this match. There, there was a, a spot in the match that played on their last match because their last match on the uh, empowered episode of NWA Power mm-hmm. ended when Kiera was going to hit Mickey with her own DDT, but Mickey reversed out of it into a roll-up and got the pin. And here in this match, there's a spot where Mickey was about to hit Kiera with the DDT and Kiera reversed in the same way and almost got the pin. Mm. So it was still the student learning from the teacher. She learned from what Mickey did last time. I was actually disappointed that the announce team did not pick up on that and didn't Mm. reference it. Um, I thought they would. That's kind of why they're there, but they didn't, but I did. And I thought it was great. And a nice little nod from, from two people that think about what they're doing out there. And that's why I love both of them. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, if you saw on social media, they had a little backstage thing. Uh, where they were talking about the mutual respect and how much they loved each other, which I thought was just, it was great. And I even tweeted out, it's one of the reasons we love this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, we got retweeted by Mickey. Yay. And, and yeah, liked. Retweeted or Mike? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know we got liked. Did I say Mike'd? Mike'd? <laughs> what? Man. What oh, is wrong I, with me today? I think I got retweeted by somebody else, but no, Mickey did like it. She did like yeah. the, the comment. So thank you, Mickey. Um and we loved the match and we love both of you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, main of, well, not well, semi main event, main event for the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, we have the champion Camille uh, defending against um, Melina. And this is a pretty hard hitting match, too. Good Lord. It was. It um, was. I mean, you'd, you'd think they were both just completely out of gas by the end of it because they looked just worse for the wear but i mean in yeah. a good way it, right the match had taken a toll i'm not right. saying it was bad right. um but yeah and I'll tell you what man when you talk about facial expressions melina fantastic um looking just like a beast and so intense in some of the moves she was doing there towards the, the last half of this match which i thought was really excellent yes. just the intensity in her eyes the kind of mean look or i just thought that was great when she had her tied up in the ropes and choking her and everything it was great fantastic yeah yeah um physically camille is on another level yeah um, oh my god and um she's just i i tweeted out that flat out camille is somebody i would pay money to watch yeah she's that good uh 
and that spear she hit to win the match, mm-hmm. man, brutal. Now that was Melina too. Melina made it look brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Camille did her part too and had real snap to it. And it came out of nowhere. Like, you know, we hear RKO out of nowhere all the time when we see RKOs coming, sometimes 30 seconds ahead of time. <laughs> I did not see that spear coming. It was just suddenly, boom, she's down with a spear and the match is over. Um, I, I was not under the, the impression that Melina was ever going to win this match. But I, despite the foregone conclusion, I really enjoyed it. Camille is awesome. I, I want to see more, more and more of Camille. Yes. Uh, excited to see where that program is going to go, who her next opponent's going to be. Would love to see a Camille Mickey James matchup. Yeah. A champion versus champion. No titles have to be on the line, but like that would be a great match. I'd yeah. For that. Um, let's uh, move over to some uh, stardom. And of course, we only had the one show over the weekend, uh, right. but, some, but some notable stuff happening. Hit us with it. Yeah. Well, and there's there's also one thing I when I went over their pay-per-view last week, I skipped a match mm. and I realized it after we stopped recording. I was like, man, ah, skipped a match. Um, and uh, also we skipped um, talking about Ring of Honor last week completely. We completely oh. skipped Ring of Honor. I felt so bad. I was like, man, what happened this week oh, that I goodness. kept skipping the stuff? Um but at the pay-per-view two weeks ago now, there was a triple threat match for a shot at, at uh, Tom Nakano's white belt, the Wonder ah. Stardom Championship. Um, and that was between Natsupoi and Saya Kamatani and Himeka. And Saya Kamatani got the win. And so it's going to be Saya Kamatani against Tom Nakano on December 29th, uh, the same night that U- Utami Hayashishita defends against Shuri. Um, so those are the two the two big matches that night. Little surprise that Saya got the win because Saya won the Cinderella tournament earlier in the year and used that to challenge Tom Nakano and lost. So it's got me a little worried that Saya might win this time. Why go back and do a round two only to have her lose again? Mm. Um, but I don't think she's ready, to be honest. Um, she A lot of people really like, she hasn't completely won me over yet. I don't dislike her. But compared to a lot of the others, she's just not there. A lot of people like her because OMG moves. She does a lot of OMG moves, like Phoenix splashes and stuff like that. Yeah. But she hasn't gotten there in terms of storytelling, in terms of logic. She's not there yet. Um, She used to do her finish, used to be a running shooting star press. Okay. And it just looked horrible every time. There was barely any impact to it at all. Um, It just didn't look good she did finally stop doing that every time she did it i thought she's got to stop doing this because it doesn't look good and she did so she's learning she's getting better but i don't think she's she's at the level where she should be winning the red or the white belt yet but i don't know why they would go back for a round two only to have her lose again i don't know Hmm. so we'll see on december 29th while i'm at disney world who knows when i'll get to watch it um (laughs) I, I don't I have no idea how I'm going to keep up with stuff while I'm in Disney World for eight days. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, uh, yeah, you're, but, you're going uh, to enjoy your Disney vacation and not worry about it is what you're going to do. Uh, well, I will I will definitely enjoy my Disney vacation. I don't know that I won't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not how I work. Um, but in sad news, we learned that uh, Konami is going to be leaving stardom after the show on December 29th. Oh. Um, she says she's 
got to take care of herself. There are some physical and uh, mental issues she's trying to deal with. And uh, she just needs to go for a little while. And she thinks she'll probably participate and compete periodically next year in stardom. So it doesn't look like she's totally going away. Um, but she's essentially not going to be around in stardom anymore after December 29th. On December 29th, she will be taking on a returning Julia. Ooh. So Julia's coming back on December 29th. And that's going to be Julia's return match. My height so, meter just went up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be good because Konami, Konami's a submission based Matt grappler and she's excellent at it. And uh, Julia is excellent at that too. And so it's, it's not the first time they've, they've faced off and uh, they've had some excellent matches before and that one will be no different. Um, the show they had over the weekend was fine, but I mean, nothing really of note taking place there. Although we've got, uh, we had, um, Momo and Starlight facing off in a tag match again. And that's, that's kind of where everybody is right now. We're, we're kind of looking to uh, the, the 19th. Is that the Saturday? 18th, 19th, 19th, 18th, 18th, 18th is the 11th is Saturday this week. So 18th. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Where we get the, uh, the big match between Oedo Tai and Queens quest. So that is coming up a little over a week away and I'm Ooh. terrified. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, now, We'll say that this somewhat relates to stardom, something else I wanted to talk about that we don't have necessarily on the show run list, but um, Kyrie Sane, did you hear about the speculation that's going on? That she's not with the WWE anymore? Yeah, that she removed uh, WWE from her social stuff, except for Twitter, but we've heard that can be more difficult with the verification process to be removed, so that could be a formality, but... She now lists everything as former WWE superstar um, because she was an ambassador. Right. And uh, a couple people, I guess, had tweeted her saying, we miss you. We wish you come back into the ring. And she just replied with a winky face. Yes, I did see that. So could she be on her way back? And if so, do you think stardom could be that destination? I hope so. I, I did see someone saying, oh, go to AEW. And I'm like, no, you shut up. <laughs> stardom. Stardom. Go back to stardom so that I can see you wrestle like three, sometimes four times a week in matches that go over 10 minutes. Don't go to freaking AEW. We're going to have two minute matches on dark. Don't do it. I want to see you wrestle. You want to be near your husband. I know you're not listening to me, but I'm putting it out into the universe. You can't hear me. Even if you did, I'm not speaking Japanese. You probably couldn't understand me very well, but please, Kyrie, if you can wrestle, go to stardom. We miss you there. And I agree. Although I would love, even if it was just a one-off, like don't sign with AEW, but I would love Riho versus Kyrie. Yes, for sure. I think that would be an outstanding match. Very similar styles. I think they would. Well, he, he, here's a solution. Riho, go back to stardom. Or there's Please. that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I can do this all night, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Captain America. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying it as a knock. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think. Uh, stardom again because again she gets gets to see her more plus i mean one of the whole reasons that she left wwe was to go home and be with her husband and right. be closer to him so performing for someone over there makes much more sense 
and December 29th is a big, big show. Yes, it is. So maybe Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane will return to the ring and stardom on the 29th. Fingers crossed. We're hoping I screw it. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I hope you're right. Oh man. I'm yeah, predicting Mary Kyrie Sane at the show for stardom on the 29th. If that happens, yeah, I'm playing that South Park song, Merry F and Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing it all day. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Uh, let's move on uh, to some NXT UK and former participant in stardom, of course, Blair Davenport uh, in a match with uh, Amelia McKenzie. And again, hard that, which hitting. Is who you, and that's who you were trying to get at last week. I, I thought you were trying to get at Danny Luna, but it was actually yes, Amelia McKenzie. We were, yeah, yeah, we accredited the wrong person backstage. But yes, it was Amelia that we were talking about. Um, and again, hard hitting is, is, is this was stiff. almost doesn't isn't enough to describe this good lord yeah wow it, <laughs> it like, was short it, around six minutes but man worth worth going out of your way to watch these two just beat each other up for six minutes yeah um yeah good lord and uh, blair, course, blair gets the win yes getting the win um and for anyone confused when i said former stardom she was b Priestley in stardom right um but yeah good god this was, it, it looks brutal. like she's yeah it, i mean she she was gonna win because it looks like she's she's definitely gonna be the next big challenger for mako satamora mm-hmm. she may very well be the champion when yep. when they face off it would not surprise me um yeah you you've heard me complain about her booking when she was in stardom going over all the time going over all the time ichiban gaijin mm-hmm. uh top 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 uh, foreigner um but even though that did annoy me i never complained about her wrestling ability i'll tell you that she yeah she can go and you'll find people online that say she can't and they're full of it and they're mad because some there's some sort of political thing that people not like politics not republican democrat like backstage political thing that went on with her and will osprey and somebody else or something i don't know what it's all about um true or not it has no bearing on what she does in the ring and uh she can go in the ring and yeah i mean she she and amelia mckenzie had a six minute match that was spectacular yeah and again we cannot impress upon you enough you would almost think that these two women were mad at each other yeah that was that hard hitting it was almost like okay you two are mad. Go work it out in the ring. We'll film it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't Stop kill each to me. other. <laughs> Just go out there and fight. Leave me alone. Just fight. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but good Lord. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Blair Davenport, you cannot take away from the skill that she possesses in the ring and how she performs. She's magnificent. You may, you yeah. know, even if you don't like, her going over and the booking, as you say, it, it kind of like Charlotte Flair. You can't mm-hmm. argue how good she is technically as a wrestler, right? Um, whether you agree with her booking and you know the backstage stuff or not, doesn't really matter. In the ring, she's fantastic. Yeah, and Amelia Amelia McKenzie made a statement for herself. In yes, this match too. Yeah, uh, not I to think take anything away from her. She was great. She was great. They were both great. Now, I, I obviously when I was going to watch matches, I cut it off too early and didn't see this backstage segment that happened after the match. Uh, yeah. Not related to, to that match, but uh, related to last week, Zaya Brookside was being interviewed about her loss to Mako Satomura from last week. And uh, she was saying whining, let's say that it wasn't her fault 
because she only had a week to prepare for the match. Um, now, of course, so did Mako Satomura, but you know, yeah. what's that matter? Um, <laughs> it's just, it's her leaning into this whiny, um, spoiled brat character. Uh, she's really good at it. And I, I, she, she's so annoying with it, but it's why she's one of my favorites because she's so good at what she's doing. And uh, I don't know where it's going because, you know, she already had a title match. So where do you go from there? I don't know. Um, but I'm glad that they're at least keeping her on TV and not forgetting about her. And, and they're, they're going somewhere with this. And I'm excited because I, I just think she's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> switching to regular NXT. Um, and because we were talking about the, uh, you know, her kind of whining and complaining, it, we did get another vignette for Tiffany Stratton. Yes. So that is not being dropped. There were rumors that they might be dropping the whole daddy's girl gimmick for whatever reason, but apparently that is not true. Um, no. They're continuing on with that, which is great because I'm actually looking forward to what she brings to the ring. Yeah, they um, should continue on with it because I think that's a, a stretch as far as complaints go. Uh, there are some legitimate What they were complaints. trying to connect it to, I think, was definitely a yeah, stretch. A stretch. A stretch. Um, but uh, so that's definitely going forward, but we did have NXT War Games. <laughs> yeah, we did. And it kicked off with the women's war game match. So I thought it would. Yeah, we definitely got to talk about it. Um, so to get it out of the way, it, as I predicted, the face side won. Yes. Um, and you know, as the match was going on, I was thinking about that. And it made perfect sense because typically the champions team probably going to lose so that you can establish some sort of new contender. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. Yeah. And Cora Jade ends up being the one picking up the victory. Yes. Um, so let's talk about, let me get your thoughts on the match itself first. I loved the match. Um, there were a couple spots that didn't, you know, people landing on trash cans that didn't collapse when they landed on them, stuff like that. But other than that, I thought it was spectacular from beginning to end. And I loved the story of Cora Jade getting the win um, because it's what we were talking about before with Survivor Series. Liv Morgan and Tony Storm, where both of them were eliminated. And we were saying how, you know, if it come down to the two of them, that would have been great because it would have been putting over somebody new and establishing somebody new as being top tier. And that's what they're doing with Cora Jade. I mean, they've clearly got plans for her. I loved she was convincing, completely convincing that her arm was hurt. I, I thought she was injured. Um, and then clearly when, you know, EO pop, popped her shoulder back into place, that was obviously a sign that it was part of the storyline, which yeah. that was spectacular too, because we've never seen that. We've yeah. never seen that happen in a match. I love that. It was, I was, there going, it was, I was like, EO's going full on, on rig, <laughs> lethal weapon on this. It's great. Yeah. 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 I love that whole thing. Uh, I love Cora J getting the win. I do think now's the time where she needs to stop acting surprised every time she wins a match. She won more games. So now when she wins, she needs to stop being shocked that she won. Uh, as long as we do that, I think we're on the right path. Now, the biggest, I guess, detractors I've seen when they're talking about this match uh, is the finish and how it kind of, it was very anticlimactic is what a lot of people feel. Um, do you agree, disagree? I disagree. 
what did they want? Like a big spot. We always get a big spot that finishes one of these matches. This was Cora Jade seeing her opportunity and getting that three count. And I thought it told a great story. That's what matters to me. We got plenty of big spots through the match. We didn't need one more. I mean, Cora Jade's sent on table was big enough. Good Lord. Right. Um, Uh, My favorite spot of the whole night was when Raquel stuffed Dakota into the trash can. Oh God! Yes. Spun her around. That was and see, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't risky. Nobody was seriously hurt. But the guys can't do that because yeah. they're too big to fit into a trash can. This is something that not many people can do, and I loved it. It was completely new and funny, mm-hmm. but I also bought that it would kind of not feel good because <laughs> <laughs> she flung her. She didn't just drop her. She like flung her. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we got plenty of spots. We, I'm more interested in the story and it told a great story of an injured Cora Jade still finding a way to win the match. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you more than I agree with everybody else. I somewhat agree. Cause when it happened, I was like, Oh, oh it's over. It was very yeah, surprised. I was surprised. It was very yeah, surprising that it ended so quickly like that. I was like, Oh, okay. But Hey, I, I agree. I like Cora J getting the win. I like the buildup of her. Of course she comes out on NXT this week. Um, sporting her nice kayfabe uh, shoulder sling, mm-hmm. um, but confronting uh, Mandy Rose yep. and Tosca Traction. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm i all for this. I, I, I They're definitely, definitely getting behind Cora Jade and it looks like she's getting a huge push, mm-hmm. um, which I'm all for. I think it's great. Uh, yep. Yep. I Agreed. think it's fantastic. Um, it, okay. So moving on to... Uh, a little bit of rampage from last week and uh, the match that you mentioned in our math-based wrestling segment, the shortest one of the week. One of the, this is the shortest match I think we've had since we've started math-based wrestling. I think so. And uh, evolved. And that is the Jade squash of Janai Kai. 34 seconds. Is that what it was? 34, 34, 34 seconds. Yeah. Um, now, look, Janai Kai was very excited to be on Rampage, and I understand that. Good for her being on Rampage. Um, she is, as Taz might describe her, a unique cat. There's nobody else like Janai Kai. Nobody else looks like her. Nobody else acts like her. Nobody else wrestles like her. Um, so getting her on TV, that's good. And I didn't expect her to win this match, but again, Two days before, she'd had an excellent 12-minute match with Trisha Dora on Ring of Honor's Women Division Wednesday. 12 minutes where she hung in there with a top contender in Ring of Honor. And now she's squashed in 34 seconds in AEW. And I, I still, if somebody is, is showing themselves to be a contender in another promotion, don't treat them like a jobber when they're on your TV. It doesn't do you any good or them any good. I don't understand this. Use enhancement talent if that's what you're going to do and put her in another match where she gets to not necessarily win, but at least show off and show what she can do because she is really, really unique and could be something. But I mean, people are going to forget who she was here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get wanting to build Jade up. Not- yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Because um, that's how they want to present her. But yeah, the 34 right. seconds. 
make it local again, local talent, local right. enhancement talent, right? Um, someone who hasn't already made a name for themselves, right? Uh, elsewhere, I agree. Um, of course, we do get a brawl with Thunder Rosa afterwards. Of course, setting mm-hmm. up their uh, semifinal match. You think Rosa is going to be the one to finally beat Jade, or you think Jade's moving on? Oh, this is going to be one of the hardest ones to call of the entire tournament. Yeah. Um, Cause I think on the other side, I think Ruby Soho definitely goes over Nyla Rose. Yeah. Um, I'm, I almost locked that in a hundred percent that that's going to happen. But on this side, it's like, Oh, I say Jade wins this one. And if she's going to lose, if her winning streak is going to come to an end, it's going to be in the final, not in the semifinal true true um because from the outside i thought that you know this this title tbs this could be jade's to lose because mm-hmm. it seems like it's almost built for her still could uh, be and still could be and then whoever dethrones her from that title that gets them a huge push but thunder rosa's already had a huge push and is still receiving said huge push they really right. really like thunder rosa and deservedly so. Um, but I almost feel like Thunder Rosa might need to get transitioned and we need to get that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa too. Um, yeah, that's got to happen at some point. So that is why I think Jade is going over here uh, okay. yeah. against Thunder Rosa. I think she's going to yeah. beat Thunder Rosa in the semifinals. Ruby Soho and Jade, that's going to be another tough one to call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that one puts a smile on my face because it's so tough to call. It makes me happy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very invested in the semifinal. I've been invested the whole tournament, but definitely mm-hmm. ramping up as we get closer. This is going to be awesome. And it does look like they are going to be dragging this out long enough. To yeah. The finals are going <laughs> to be is... on TBS. <laughs> yeah. Cause the winner is coming. We're not getting a, a tournament match. We're getting uh, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Which, Hey, I ain't complaining. I'm not no, I'm complaining. not complaining, but yeah, it's just evidence that they are dragging it out. Yeah. They are going to drag that out until we get to actually having the programming on TBS. It feels, and I mean, yeah. I guess that's a good call. It is the TBS title right yeah it makes yeah. sense they yeah. probably should have maybe started the tournament a little later <laughs> yeah so that we which is what i thought they were going to do in between yeah. matches right um but at the same time i mean the longer you're talking about it the more important it feels the more people are going to remember it and so you know maybe there's something to it yeah yeah um i'm just glad they're not on nickelodeon yes <laughs> they're not on nick um let's talk about a banger of a match from this week, and it's on Dynamite. Riho, Jamie Hader, absolutely tearing the house down. Yeah. Um, despite the crowd reaction. Yeah. Because the crowd reaction wasn't great. No. But they were I in New York ca- again, weren't they? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, they were. Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. But same, um, same place that, that crapped on the women at Survivor Series. Yeah. So, you know sorry crowd which which by the way is where evolution was it makes no sense to me yeah but uh riho and jamie haters absolutely again killed this it was awesome hard hitting as we've said many matches were this week yeah um riho can take a bump like nobody she is awesome there Um, were moments where i thought like i would be done 
and Rio just keeps getting up like that backbreaker, the backbreaker. And the, before that, when she did the cross body from the top to the outside and Jamie Hayter failed to catch her and she just bounced off of Jamie Hayter who didn't fall. She didn't take a bump. She just stood there and Rio just bounced off of Jamie Hayter's torso and crashed to the concrete. That, that was when I said, I think I'd be out. Like I'm done here. Just pin me. It's over. And I thought she might've really been hurt because uh, she landed badly, mm-hmm. but, um, and it, it was dangerous and it was a, a, a slip up by Jamie Hayter, but Riho was fine. And I think because she was fine, that's, it was such a memorable spot and such a brutal looking spot. It only enhanced the match after it was all said and done. Yeah. And you're talking about brutal. How about that brain buster. Yes, the brain buster. Oh, I've seen some hard hitting brain busters from New Japan and this rivaled all of them. It was, it gave me shivers. The the crucifix bomb that Riho did from the second rope, from the second turnbuckle. Yep. Um, And and these weren't crazy spots. They were just really well done and looked like they hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. There's high impact. High impact. impact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Riho ends up picking up the victory. And and by the way, I consider this is a this is a stardom match. That's how I see it. Because yeah. they're both from stardom. And so <laughs> it, it's true, no yeah. surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise that it was spectacular. So um, if, and if I was you trying... liked Riho and Jamie Hayter, go yep. watch some stardom. Yes. Go watch some stardom. Um, I was trying to think, and my friend Mark asked me too, um, if if he asked me if they'd wrestled each other in stardom that I don't know. I was trying to think if I'd seen them wrestle each other in stardom. I don't think I have one-on-one because when I first started watching Jamie Hayter was there, but I think Riho was only periodically there mm. and they do mostly tag matches. I don't think I, I saw. And then once COVID hit and they came back from COVID, Jamie Hayter was gone and never came back. Um, so I don't, I don't think I saw them wrestle each other in stardom, but uh, I saw it here and I loved it, man. Tremendous. Yeah. It was, it, it was tremendous. It was fantastic. Loved every bit of it. Of course, coming up. Oh, well, I guess technically we are getting two women's matches at winter is coming. Are we? Reho versus Britt Baker. Oh, wait, have they announced that for winter? I thought they did. I, didn't think that, I don't think they have. Oh, maybe that's, I, that's not to say it's not going to happen, but I don't think they've announced. That oh, okay. Happened. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wishful thinking. I thought for sure. Yeah since she took on hater this week that there would be winters coming next week. Okay. So I may be wrong on that, but um, of course they could also do it on rampage. Yes, they could technically. It wouldn't surprise me if we did get that match, but I don't think they've officially announced it. Okay. So that's my bad. I'm thinking about something I didn't actually see. (laughs) Yeah. I think we talked about that possibility last week. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, still, no matter what, still excited. Very excited for that. Um. So let's jump over to Raw uh, for the final stretch here and uh, talk about 24-7 championship first and uh, Dana defending against Tamina. We had a title match on main event. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, main event, Dana. not Raw, but yeah. Main yeah. Event. Well, but, uh, you know, Raw, 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 Raw talent. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, on this week's main event, Dana defended the 24-7 championship in a straight-up match against Tamina, and Dana gets the win there. It was a, a decent little match. Uh, went about five and a half minutes. Um, I don't know the last time I can remember seeing 
Dana. I mean, Dana got that cheap little win over Shayna not that long ago. But other than that, like an actual win with a finishing move, I I, I don't know that I've ever seen Dana win a match yeah. in that fashion. Yeah. And if so, well, uh, I mean, maybe a long time ago. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but so congratulations to Dana. Now on Raw, we did get a little segment thing with the 24 right. seven title uh, with her backstage. And um, you had uh, truth and uh, Tazawa kind of surprising her. And then truth was like, Hey, I don't even know if that's PG. I love the throwback to the PG yeah. comment. That's awesome. Plus it's been memed so much now. <laughs> yeah. Using that for memes. Um, but saying he need to check with the official uh, God, God rules and see what's going on with that. Uh, and then of course, Reggie, doing his flippity doodahs down to then talk to her. So interesting. Cause I, I don't know if and I then even, Tamina and then, and then Tamina. Tamina came and chased her. Yeah. Was chasing chased after. Her her. Yeah. So, and I, and I, I made this comment kind of half jokingly, half serious kind of off color, but again, wouldn't surprise me if they did it. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, or if this was just us outside the show after Dana won. And I said, is this them transitioning the 24-7 title basically into a mid-card title for the women to mm-hmm. get some more exposure for the women? Um, and if she only defends against women, then yes. Because we, we, we do know the WWE is against intergender wrestling as of right now. Or at least what, what you think of as traditional intergender wrestling. Yeah, traditional they, they, they've intergender. toyed with other versions of it, but as yeah. far as like what we see on Impact, no, they're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and and the speculation was they did this so that when they do more releases, they can get rid of the talent they're not using in the 24-7 division for the men. I don't want to see that, that happen. Your spec- that was your speculation. My speculation. My speculation. Yes didn't read this anywhere this is just me sitting there saying this would be a very nick con wwe thing to do mm-hmm. if that would be the decision i hope it's not because i don't want to see anybody lose their jobs mm-hmm. um but uh so far it is kind of doing the first half of what i speculated is this is kind of a mid-card title for the women so yeah, at least based on one match that we've one had match. i mean um but we've also still got our truth and reggie hanging around too yeah so it'll be interesting to see what their end game with this is yeah as far as uh the the storyline the story through line there so it, it it could just be the next chapter in the title like we had you know the our truth chapter which hasn't really ended but you know there was that long period of time where he was just winning and losing and winning and losing and winning and losing then we had the reggie chapter where he won it and didn't lose it for so mm-hmm. long and so maybe now this is just kind of the next chapter where we've got a female champion the guys don't know how to handle it yeah and yeah so you know i don't know we'll we'll but hey, see hey if it gives us some extra women's matches i'm all for right. it yeah Absolutely. Again, I'm totally down for that. Um, yeah. Highlight, let the women have, you know, some funny moments, some highlights, the chases backstage, more time yeah. for the women, more exposure for people. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something I didn't think was great. <laughs> yeah. That's Nikki suffering another quick loss Ugh. to Zelina. Yeah. Zelina um, kind of becoming Nikki's foil uh and in queen zelina and yeah two minutes two seconds yeah not not great 
and then we had a little backstage interaction afterwards. She's, you know, walking backstage kind of sullen and down and you've got Rhea trying to, you know, uh, comfort her and then pep talk. pep talk. And then we get this random kind of fan backstage that's talking about, Oh, can I get an autograph? And Nikki's like, Oh sure. That'd be great. And she's like, Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I meant them. And out of nowhere, Jerry Lawler, <laughs> right. they were in Memphis that yeah. makes sense but i like oh man okay a couple of things i want to break down about this that i don't understand um specifically on the lawler side of this little story it came out he's been re-signed yeah to a deal why do you re-sign lawler over some of the other talent you have recently released how is what are they doing with him? Yeah, what what what's the point? Why is he a higher priority than people that could actually be performing on your TV in your in-ring product? As a put now, nothing against Jerry Lawler. I like Lawler. I love him on commentary. He's not doing commentary anymore. We see him on pay-per-views on the round tables, basically, and that's about it. Yeah, I just wonder, is it some sort of Legends deal? Is he going to be doing, maybe they wanted a different ambassador, not for Japan, but if Kyrie's not, maybe they'll use him. I, I'm just speculating. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what yeah. the contract is for. I don't know what it's for. And again, I'm not saying, hey, you shouldn't sign Jerry Lawler, because I'm sure his right. contract is not, it's not like a huge contract. No, let's be no. very honest. Uh, and nothing against him. It's just optics wise. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little odd after all these releases. And then right. you're going out of your way to make known the fact that you have signed this legend to a new deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, but beyond that backstage, he's like, you know, he signs the autograph, whatever. Uh, and then he's like, I think he says something like awkward. And then I saw the match uh, tough luck kid, something like that to Nikki. And then, he offers her an autograph to cheer her up and she just kind of looks disgusted and walks away. Are we giving up on almost a superhero already? I, I was wondering that too, if, if it's a way to change her to her old gimmick or a new gimmick, they've got something in mind here. Yeah. Um, I, Cause I, I love Nikki. I think she's fantastic. She's, she took, this and it was her idea the superhero type gimmick her idea she ran with it um the kids have loved it and that was the biggest thing that's who it was for basically is for your younger younger audiences um but is that proving to not be enough or they just don't care what if she turns to a super villain hmm doesn't that, drop the comic book thing but goes from hero to villain and is a super villain instead that would be interesting we hadn't seen that but we've seen superheroes you know we had the hurricane yeah we had rosie we had mighty molly and now nikki ash we haven't had a super villain mm, that would be an interesting interesting angle to go mm-hmm. i'm intrigued by that 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 thought and then okay what do you do with her who does she feud with? Well, to start, Rhea. I um, but 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 somebody has to lose. See, that's the thing. It's uh, yeah, and I I can't 
in good conscience say that that's a good idea to have Rhea lose. Right. I'm with her. You on that. But at the same time, if she does make that gimmick switch, she can't lose off the bat. She's got to get right. some victories to solidify that this was the right choice. Right. As going as a supervillain. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe not Rhea, maybe somebody else, but I, I still, the idea, I, I like the idea of maybe going a supervillain route. Uh, they they can't keep up the losing. We've talked so many times about how losing gimmicks don't work out well. Uh, losing storylines, storyline where where the story is that somebody keeps losing. It, it just never leads to anything good. Um, so they can't keep that up. They've got to do something else and do it quickly. Yeah. Uh, but it does. I can I think it does kind of speak to the fact that the the team of Nikki and Rhea, I believe, is getting split. Yeah. Because I believe Rhea is going to be moving on to feud, even if it's short term, with Becky, I think. Or whoever ends up being champion whenever that happens, whether that's Becky or not, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. with Becky name dropping her in the promo a couple weeks ago, I think that's pretty much proof that Rhea will be back in that singles competition around the top coming soon. Did she name drop everybody? No, she only name dropped Liv, Bianca, and Rhea. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, not everybody. But why? Why are we singling out Rhea? I, I'm I'm just not following. Because Becky came out and she said, you know, I've challenged uh, people, and there's other people to to still be challenged. And she specifically mentioned Liv. Right. And then she talked about beating Bianca, but where she was an up and coming talent. Right. Uh, and then she talked about Rhea. Right. Um, she's now wrestled Bianca and Liv. Mm-hmm. She has not wrestled Rhea. Okay. Why bring the name up if you haven't faced her? I it still makes, think. I still no think sense. that was. I still think that was WWE's way of seeing what kind of crowd reaction each name would get. True, but I think I think it's deeper than that. I think. I think Rhea is going to be challenging her. Again, it could be a one-off. That, like that's, that was well, that was one of the reasons that Vince did the double winner rumble in '94 with Brett and Luger. And then they they raised Brett's hand and they raised Luger's hand. He wanted to hear who got the bigger reaction. Hmm. So it, it, it's it it has precedent. It's a much yeah. smaller scale version of that. Yeah. Um, but that sort of thing has precedent. But well, I mean, I, I Although, I mean, at some point, I would think Rhea and Becky would have to collide. There are only so many women on the roster. They're, yeah. They're going to meet up. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It could be like a Rumble match defense mm-hmm. um, or something I'm like that. I'm not sure she's going to have a belt to defend at the Rumble. Well, there's also that. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We'll talk but, about that uh, in a minute. But let's, uh, let's jump to Dewdrop and Bianca having a little bit of uh, – a scuffle and Dewdrop just walking away. <laughs> Although we were right, we said if these two had a match and got some time, it would be it would be excellent, and it was. It was, yeah. What we got this was, was another good. excellent match, and it went way longer than I thought. It went over twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be like a five six minute match, and it got a commercial break and everything, and it was good. Yeah, uh, but again, in the end, in the end, Dewdrop just walking away. So we're definitely going to get more from this. Right, it is not over by a long shot. Yeah, walks off for the count out. Um, so I mean, day and one, Bianca, yeah, you think Bianca is going to end up hitting her with the KOD? I'd be very impressive. 
Um, yeah, I, I think she could get her up. It's it's flipping her over. I think you were saying that a week or two ago. Flipping her over would be I, difficult. I think uh, if they do the spot, I think it'll probably have to be somewhat assisted in like maybe Dewdrop gets going for the Vader bomb. Yeah. Something like that. And Bianca gets up real quick, puts her up that way. She doesn't have to strain so much getting the lift up. Right. And just kind of go right into that over into the KOD. Yeah. Uh, and uh Dewdrop Piper, just Piper, I'm just going to call it Piper. Piper can help pushing off the ropes a little bit to give her a little bit of that rotation momentum to help mm-hmm. it happen. Um, but like, then again, John Cena did hit the big show with, with the, uh, the attitude theory. adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the biggest difference there is when draped over your shoulder, you're already in a curvature that when you go over, it's kind of natural face down. Yeah. Whereas in the KOD, it's the opposite direction. It's a little bit yeah. more difficult. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the, uh, receiver of the move being able to help you right in its in its performance but it'll be very impressive if she can do it and i think that is something they're going to flirt with i mean and you can you can use that as an angle to drive it too like she could try to go for it and not get it maybe even pick up a loss because she can't make it happen yeah because she tried for it in this match. She was getting her up and the crowd was getting into her. Like, oh, oh, oh. And then they could, they could drag this tease yeah. for a little while, mm-hmm. um, which would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked it, though. I, I want more between these two. They're, they work well together. Yeah. And again, no title involved. No, nope. we're invested. It's a great story. Yep. So uh, definitely interested for more from them. Uh, let's get to basically the main event for the women from Raw. And that was Becky defending her title against Liv. Good match. Yeah, very good match. Good match. Um, again, it's funny because we were, we were texting back and forth about this as it was happening and uh, kind of going on our thoughts of what could happen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, I, I even said, as I totally see Liv beating Becky, Becky going away, getting repackaged if they are unhappy with the heel presentation that they've tried to go with with Becky, have her come back out during the rumble match and be a face again or whatever, and get the crowd reaction you want. Um, and you said you could see her losing it and then regaining it at day one possible as well. And of course they went neither of those directions and right. Becky uses the same way that she beat Charlotte to beat Liv by grabbing the rope in the end, getting some leverage and getting the pin. Yeah. Where do we go from here? <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious where we go from here. Uh, and I think it was obvious what this was meant to do. Um, and it made perfect sense to me. Like, I was not upset by this. Um, I thought I would be if Liv lost, but because of the way she lost, I'm not. I'm not upset. In fact, I'm encouraged by it. We got that huge uh, promo for Liv before the match started. It was clear how they were positioning her to to be the winner of the match. They wanted us to think she was going to win. And part of me did like we were talking about. And then there was this voice in the back of my head that was saying, there's no way Becky's losing this title on a raw. There's that too. Yeah. I I just, I, my heart wouldn't fully believe that she was going to lose that title on a raw. And so had Becky won clean and that was the end of it. I'd be mad. 
But that's clearly not the end of it. Minutes after Raw went off the air, they were already talking rematch on Raw Talk. They've been, the the social media accounts have been talking, does Liv deserve a rematch? And every day they've been posting about Liv. Um, this was, it, it, Bruce Pritchard talks about it. He talks about making the audience really want what you're going to give them before you give it to them. And we wanted it here. But now, after that, we want it more. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. Like, people were so frustrated, that girl in the audience that they've been uh, showing yeah. all over social media. Um, I, I, I felt her pain, but I've also got decades more experience watching this than she does. And I understand what I think they're building to. Now, if they build to the rematch at day one, and then she loses, up yours, WWE. <laughs> like, But this story that they're crafting is a story that says Liv is going to win this title. And I'm not surprised it didn't happen on a Raw, but it needs to happen at day one. I disagree. I agree that it needs to happen, but not at day Mm -hmm. one. Oh, day one or WrestleMania. I I think this is meant for Liv to say, I want a rematch, Becky to deny it and say, no, I've beat you. I've beaten you. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go face Rhea. Or I'm going to face whoever, Nikki, whatever. But no, you don't get another rematch. You go back to the back of the line. And because, you know, like say they're teasing the crowd. We know you want this. We know you want this. Let's roll this into the Royal Rumble. Liv wins the Rumble. Goes on to face Becky at Mania. Totally fine with it. Totally. In fact, I, I, more than fine with it. I, I would be joyous. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen here. And I, I because... Yeah. On the other side, it's like, I don't think anyone's super clamoring for any particular person to face Charlotte or need the rumble as an excuse to get to Charlotte. Right. For that title. That's if Charlotte even has it going into mania. Right. Um, Because the only person like that you could say big surprise super return for the rumble for a winner and that's if she's even ready to go and able to is bailey right as far as a big surprise return that you could believe wins it and has a reason to win it just because they're returning right be a bailey um because you could put her done so much this is done so much too where people come back and win the rumble yeah Eh. yeah but because I mean, I edge. don't looking at you, Edge. Yeah, because uh, I don't see um, Bianca repeating a win at the Rumble. Not yet. Not not, not yet. two in a row. Yeah, I just don't think it's two in a row. Um, and like I said, outside of Bianca, and then I'm like, I don't know who else you have win the Rumble if it's not a returning Bailey. You could push someone like Naomi and give her a win for the first time or something like that. That's true. And I'd be, I'd be totally fine for that. Yeah. I'd be be fine with Sasha winning a rumble. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't won one. Yeah. But, but Sasha doesn't need. Correct. To win the rumble. Just like Bianca doesn't need to win the rumble again right now. Right. Um, Bailey doesn't need to return and win the rumble. No, it almost better if she did return, have her kind of be like Edge when Edge returned, make it to like mm-hmm. the final two or three, mm-hmm. and then you know, kind of put somebody over mm-hmm. to win the Rumble. But I think Liv needs to win the Rumble, 
Mm -hmm. I think the crowd needs to have live win the rumble to yeah. kind of get that final big push kind of a la Becky, the man a few years ago. Yeah. Not being in the rumble and then getting into it because of the Lana, whatever mm -hmm. stuff. And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. I think this is cut and paste. Let's do it again and get the crowd. behind I, I would absolutely love it. And another thing, not having her win on Raw, not a bad idea because of how they booked her up to this program. They need to build her some more and give her some more kayfabe legitimacy. She's got real world legitimacy. Everybody knows how hard she works. Everybody knows how much she loves this. We believe in her as a performer, but as the character, she hasn't won a whole lot. The things Becky's saying about that on screen are true. And so giving her a little more time to, to get that on-screen winning streak, that on-screen reputation built up a little more, and then winning a Rumble really gives her that credibility. And it gives more time to get the, the crowd who doesn't get it yet, which, by the way, doesn't sound like a whole lot of them. <laughs> the crowd was really behind her on yes. Monday. Um, so I, I don't think she's going to have much trouble from a crowd support perspective. But Yeah, no, not, not at all. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't hurt. To get a yeah. rumble win for her yeah i i love that idea and it would be bigger for her and just like i'm not going to say becky wouldn't lose it at day one but it would feel more appropriate if she lost it at wrestlemania yeah uh and, and you could even if you really want to lean into the becky heel thing you can even go further with that so like let's say monday comes around and lives like we've seen the footage you held the ropes i want my rematch and becky's like no i beat you you go to the back of the line, or it's like, fine, I'll give you a rematch, but you got to beat this person. And then Becky is at ringside for that match and cost live the match. Right. And maybe that happens a couple of weeks in a row where Liv's like, okay, you can have a rematch, but you got to beat this person. And, and Becky keeps being the reason that she can't win. And that's why she has to win the rumble to get to Becky. Yeah, uh, I, I could see that happening and I, I, I think it would be great, but I'm, I'm very invested. I'm interested to see where we're going to go for this again. Hopefully they don't shat the bed uh, and have this match take place at day one and then Becky win. Right. That again would be the wrong call. Yes. Uh, yeah. But this is a perfect story. If it ends with live as champion, yes. if it doesn't end with live as champion, it sucks. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, that's pretty much everything from Raw as well, unless there's anything that we've missed or I've forgotten about. We're so let's, let's jump into our May Young uh, Awards for this week. Thank you so much. Got the right sound effect this time. Repeating uh, yourself, May. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's see. Match of the week. What do you got? Match of the week for me, I would not have called this a week ago, but it's got to be Riho and Jamie Hayter for me. I would never have expected that it would it would top War Games or Liv and Becky. Those were my two and three. But man, Riho and Jamie Hayter just absolutely killed it, nearly killed each other in the process. Uh, just spectacular, spectacular. Yeah, I agree. This is my number one as well. Riho and Jamie Hayter was uh, off the chain. It was amazing. Uh, my number two, uh, since you mentioned your follow-ups for me would have been Mickey and Kiera and three would have been war games. Um, okay. but yeah, uh, definitely Riho and Jamie Hayter deserving of that spot this yeah. week. 
Uh, wrestler of the week. Second week in a row, I'm giving it to Liv. She, oh. She's running with the opportunities that she's being given. Um, she, the match she had was excellent. It was her first, it was the biggest match of her career. Flat out, hands down, not even questionable. Biggest match of her career. And she did fantastic. She looked nervous in her face, but not in her performance. Everything she did went smoothly, went exactly as she wanted it, as she intended it. Um, in fact, the the two or three little stumbles there were were on Becky, um, not on Liv. And so Liv is she she knows this is her chance, and she knows if it doesn't go well, she may not get another one. And she is stepping up and she's delivering and she put on the performance she needed to when she needed to the most. And WWE keeps putting out, does Liv deserve a rematch? That's, that's them seeing how much support there is. That's what, and so if you want Liv to, to, to be at the top, you have to respond to those tweets. You have to like them. You have to reply to them something because if you don't, this is all going away. Yeah. And so, uh, and she's earning it. She, she doesn't deserve for it to go away. So keep your supportive live up. And I know I'm going to, and uh, she, she's doing her part. So live gets it. it. It's not about the win. It's about the performance. And and she gave the best performance of her career when she needed to. Uh, can't argue with that. She is uh, unfortunately just a close second for me. Uh, number one for me this week is Cora Jade. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think, getting the big victory at war games and the obvious support and push they're putting behind her. I think this was just a really, really big week for her. Uh, so I'm giving her my, my wrestler of the week spot uh, again, can't wait to see more and where they're going to go from this. Is she going to be the person that dethrones Mandy Rose? I don't know if I'd go that far yet. Um, it feels a little soon for that. At least not we'll on the see. first try, not mm-hmm. on the first try. Um, maybe on a second or third match down the line, possibly. Um, Cause again, I think you, you don't want to take away the dominance of toxic attraction quite yet. Right. As you're still fresh into that, but Cora, I love their music, by the way, they have yes. great music, but Cora Jade being the eventual foil for Mandy Rose, I think could be a great way to go. Yeah. So um, moments of the week. Uh, during Miranda Alizé and Chelsea Green, Miranda leads Chelsea out of the ring, and then they they start a Roadrunner Coyote chase, <laughs> and they're running Al- along the way. Miranda looks back, sticks out her tongue at Chelsea Green. The announcer said, "It's like my five year old running around the bedroom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stops. Chelsea Green catches up, goes for a clothesline. Miranda ducks and then starts running in the other direction. And then points back at her and basically gives her the Nelson Muntz, ha ha. Yep. <laughs> and it was such just a little obnoxious heelish thing to do. And just part of the, the character and the, the thought into detail that Miranda puts into stuff. And so, yeah, she gets it. That, it was a great, it was a great spot. I, I really liked that. It was very entertaining, very humorous uh, for me. Uh, as I made mention of, it's it's the backstage show of uh, respect and love and support between Mickey and Kiera Hogan. I just thought that was awesome. Uh, again, it's one of the main reasons I like to watch wrestling in general um, is for backstage stuff like that and the camaraderie that the, the wrestlers share. And again, the whole mentor um, and protege type dynamic that these two have, I just thought was awesome. It was just a great wholesome moment. Loved it. Yep. 
Absolutely loved it. Uh, that is our show for the week. Now coming up, of course, we are getting ready for the holidays here in the States and around the world with Christmas. Uh, so schedule is going to be a little weird. Uh, next week we should be uh, fine and, and be on regular schedule the week after, of course, uh, Stephen will be not in the state. He'll be enjoying some. No, Disney I will. Time. No, uh, two weeks. I'll be in the state because two weeks is Christmas. Oh well, yeah, two weeks Christmas. Right. And then he'll then he'll be in Disney uh, or the at Disney after. the week after. So we've yeah. got um, some some special episodes coming up. One here before the end of the year, which we'll be doing our May Young uh, Year End Awards. Uh, so we've got a bunch of categories we'll be coming up for for that, like, you know, favorite uh, promo, favorite feud, favorite wrestler, all kind of, it'll be everything. It won't just be uh, evolved focus. So it won't be just the women. It'll be all of wrestling. Because uh, so we got- covered all of wrestling for most of the year. Yes. Um, so we'll be doing that. And then shortly into the new year, we will, of course, be bringing you our top matches of 2021. Uh, We've been keeping track of those throughout the year, but we want to wait, especially uh, with stardom having that December 29th show and stardom can put on some crazy bangers. So yeah, we want to wait and make sure that none of those make the list at the end of 2021, but uh, give us, give us a little time in January to maybe rewatch some stuff. And then at some point in January, we'll do that show. Yeah. But lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, If you got any suggestions, comments, whatever, uh, throw them our way. You can reach us at um, poswrestlecast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at pluswrestlecast. That's P-L-U-S wrestlecast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys have a great weekend. Lots of big women's wrestling this weekend. Enjoy uh, what we've got going on at Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, what we Shine 70, 70. 70, yep. And Mission uh, Pro. Mission Pro Mission has Pro. a show as well, yep. Yeah. Uh, as well as all the normal stuff with SmackDown and, and Raw next week and uh, AEW, TNA, Impact. Start, stardom will have some stardom. stuff, I'm, I'm sure, yep. There's plenty of content out there. Please enjoy it with us. And uh, yeah, just have a great weekend. Steven, I'll let you take us out for the week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your wrestling matinee.